0: Good morning, Rod Church. God bless you all. Good to see you. My name is Travis. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm excited to join you. I think I can officially say I'm the Point Loma campus pastor, and um, it's a great honor. Hey, we want to say a quick shout out and hello to everybody joining us and watching online, all of our microsites. Let's give all of our people a hand that are watching us online, joining us. We're grateful for you. We love you. God bless you. Uh, hey, we, we got a great word in store. But as you heard our pastor say, uh, and he'll be coming back with us next week. There, there's so much to look forward to in 2019. We're only a couple days away. Lots of stuff to unpack. It's, it's kind of unofficially going to be the year of discipleship. Everybody say discipleship. Man, it is going to be a year of growth, seeing fruitfulness in our lives, seeing the church grow and multiply. It is going to be an incredible time. And as you heard our pastors say, we want to read through the Bible together. How many are excited to read through the Bible in a year? That's a big deal. Man, that's awesome, and uh, um, we we want to help you in that. Uh, We think that's uh, something that would be a a great goal to to uh, go through and take on and accomplish. Uh, We also start next Sunday on the sixth, twenty one days of of prayer and, and fasting. Yeah, it's quieter for fasting. I know, it's like Bible year. It's like fasting, <laughs> right? Tell me about the, the food plan. I heard he said there's a food plan for fasting. Uh, it, here's what fasting is. We're, we're just taking something out of our life and making room for Jesus. We're, we're taking something that we think we have to have. And it may be, it may be food. And we say, well, you're, I'm going to fast food. That doesn't mean to go to McDonald's. It means no, literally give up something that you think you're, you're craving and you depend on. That you, you go to uh, daily. It could be uh, t- television. It could be social media. It could be a relationship. I know we got some people waiting to fast some, some relationship in your life. You've just been, been waiting for a reason to fast you, brother. You know, and you may not come back. I'm just saying. You may not quickly come back. I'm still fasting. This may be a 90 day fast. We don't know yet. And fa- fasting is just making room for Jesus, taking something out of your life so that we can cling to Jesus in those times where we feel like, man, I just got to have it. It's 21 days. It's going to be a great journey. And, and we want to make sure that you're equipped to do it and that you know you're not alone. Everybody say you're not alone. Because no. you're not. And we're, we're, we're in this with you. In fact, you can text the word disciple. It's spelled D-I. And you probably can find it in the Bible. Disciple. But you can text Disciple to 52525, and we will give you uh, links to sign up for our groups and uh, D groups. And you're going to hear Pastor Miles talk more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, a Bible reading plan. Some of the pastors have got together and, and studied through Scripture and make sure that you're equipped to, to dive deep. And uh, we want to make sure you're, you're equipped to do that well. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, and also, come back next week. Our pastor will be here. We're starting a new series called The Pursuit. We have the graphic up there. That was, a, that was a cool picture. I remember that photo shoot, man. I was like, here's the deal. When I turn and I do the thing with the hand, just, that's not me. No, that's not me. No, I'm not mad about it. I, I said, you need me. And they said no, and it was no big deal. Uh, but come back next week, and, and it's going to be a blast with, with our pastor, Pastor Miles McPherson. I want to pray for us, and then we'll jump into today's word. Why don't you bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you today that we get a chance after post-Christmas where we remember that you are Emmanuel, God with us. You're a God that's close and near to us. And now we're looking ahead to 2019. And we want to make sure that we, we reset, refresh, get our, our vision right, get our minds centered and our hearts focused on you. So, Lord, may you increase in us today as we decrease ourselves. The Holy Spirit come fill us up. In Jesus' name, the whole family said, Amen. Amen. So I'm I'm really excited about this year of discipleship. Um, I get to meet a lot lot of people. It's a great privilege to be a a pastor at the Rock Church. Uh, I meet a lot of people at the gym. I work out down south where my wife and I live in Chula Vista. And if you're watching online, that's in our south, south part of San Diego. And people will come up and, and say hi and we'll, we'll hang out we'll talk briefly. And most of the time it's a, it's a quick hey. Um, uh, sometimes it's a little bit weird. And, you know, I'll start the conversation off. Like, oh, did you just get here? And, and usually the guys are kind of weird about it. They're like, no, 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 I've been watching you for 45 minutes. And it's just like, wait, what did you, you just say? And, and, and then we just kind of uh, switch gears a little bit. And, and I can always tell the people that want prayer. Or the ones that kind of want to unpack their life with with the, the, one of their pastors, and it goes something like this: Okay, all right, pastor, good seeing you. Okay, all right then. Okay, all right. Um, so what you hitting? You hitting chest? What you doing today? You hitting buys? You doing tries? And they kind of stumble over themselves. So I just steer the the, the conversation, and I go, Tell me about yourself. What you know? What's your story? How can I pray for you? What campus do you go to? And and I learned that it's it's more than a conversation. It's more than a prayer. It's, it's a dialogue. And you know the marriage is 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 breaking, and the jo- the job is not something they they enjoy. They're not sure about what their purpose in life is, and, and, and uh, the economy is, is changing and shifting, and money's tight. And and uh, and then I asked, well, well, tell me what campus are you at? Then where, where are you where, where are you getting poured into? And they go, well. I've been to East County. I, I, I love East County, and I love Pastor Greg out there. But uh, and I've been to San Cedro. Shout out to Cedro. They always give me one of those. Shout out Cedro. And then, uh, but for at the movies, I go to San Marcos. I go to our San Marcos location. Uh, watch online sometimes, and then. Uh, but Point Loma—that's my home. That's where I started. And I, I quickly realized they're a church floater. They just there's no roots, man. They kind of—and you know who I'm talking about? Uh, um, they kind of just go from place to place to place. And based on the context. Of the story that they shared about their life, I realize that simply going to church isn't working. Everybody said, "Go to church, go to church." church. It's not working, and 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 every single one of these people that I, I talk to and pray with have something in common: is that they desperately want to grow. They want to grow in their marriages, they want to grow in their spiritual life, they want to grow in, in their prayer life, they want to grow in their, their knowledge of, of Scripture. Uh, they're, they're asking and wanting and desiring to, to grow. Uh, but, and, and that's why this year discipleship to me is really exciting with Pastor Miles, reading the Bible, because this year somebody's gonna grow. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, I'm ready to grow. Yeah, turn to the other person next to you, tell them, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to grow. This year, many of you are going to grow, but, but here, here, here's the, the big idea that we're going to land on today, and this is kind of my sermon in a sentence. People are going to grow this year, but in order to grow, you must first be planted. And maybe you write that down. In order to grow, you must first be planted. You see, God's highest calling for your life and for my life wasn't simply just to go to church. But rather to be planted in the house of the Lord to then be sent out into the world to be a bright shining light in some of the midst of the the darkest and, and deepest depths of people's lives. Wherever we can find darkness, God wants to send us. I want to read it to you again. I wrote this down. God's highest calling for you was never simply just to go to church but to instead be planted in the house of God to then be sent out into the world to be a shining light in some of the darkest places that you and I can find. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 92. We'll start in verse 12 if you have your Bibles. It's sort of towards the, the middle of your, your Bible. If you get your Bible app, you can find it real quickly. Psalm 92. And this is where we get some of this language about being planted. Psalm 92, verse 12. If you got it, say got it. Verse 12, this is what it reads. The righteous will flourish. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. I, I, I want to mention this word flourish because this isn't, you know, normal language. When I, when I see these people at, at the gym, they don't come up to me like, pastor, it looks like you're flourishing, brother. Like that's just a weird, this is a weird start, right? Don't start like that, man. That's just a weird start. But, but flourish has, has, has weight. Flourish means there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a thriving element to it. There's, there's growth. You're growing. When you're flourishing, you're being strengthened. You're prospering. You're multiplying. When you're flourishing, you're probably being discipled. There's fruit when you're flourishing. And the psalmist says the righteous will flourish and they're like this. They're like two trees. A cedar and a palm. Well, the cedar, uh, uh, King Solomon built the, the temple out, out of cedar. He built the columns, the posts, the beams and the roof out of cedar. Because cedar was known for being durable. It lasts a long time. It was known for being something that was pleasant to see and look at. You would walk in and go, oh my, this is so beautiful. The cedar is amazing. It smells good. And the psalmist says this is what someone who is flourishing looks like. They're pleasant. They're, 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 they last a long time. They're, they're strengthened. They're, they're, they even they even smell good. This guy put cologne on. This dude must be flourishing. man. He smells good. And then it says and they're like a palm tree. Now, a palm is, is symbolic of victory and triumph. And we fast forward a few months from now, uh, Easter's coming. And and right before Easter is is uh, the week where we call Palm Sunday and we know that story where Jesus comes in riding on a donkey. It's known as the triumphal entry. And they adorn him with what? palms, with palms, because palms are, are symbolic of triumph and, and victory and they, they adorn Jesus with palms saying this is, this is our triumphant king. And you know what the most beautiful palm tree is? The king palm. The king palm. And some of you may, may see those around San Diego. They are beautiful. And so the, the, the psalmist says this is what the, the people that flourish are like. And then keep going in verse 13. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of God. Who will flourish? Those that are... Planted in the house of the Lord. Scripture doesn't say that those that go to church will flourish. It says those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. And in verse 14, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green proclaiming, verse 15. The Lord is upright, he is my rock. I love that last part because it reminds me uh, of my parents. And my parents uh, moved out here recently earlier this year. They came from Northern California. And they have been a part of our online community for many years. They have been visiting San Diego since I moved here in 2004. They have been retired for for a while. My dad's going to be 85 in two months. Come on somebody, 85. Come on, that, that deserves a couple of claps. I mean, just incredible, incredible people. I was real blessed as a, as a young guy growing up with beautiful parents. And they, they moved here. And one of the first things that they said is we got to get, get rooted, man. We got we to plant some roots. We got to get, get planted. We got to get into relationship with people. And so they did. My, my dad joined an all-men's R, R group on Saturday. My, my mom is in an uh, all-ladies uh, women's R group uh, throughout the week. I think they even named it like the Golden Girls or something. Something with gold. I don't know. what I'm, I'm serious about this. They made T-shirts. They showed up at church. I'm like, T-shirts? Really? This is crazy. But they're committed and they started welcoming people in their, in their home and, and having barbecues with people they just met. And, but they, they understand the idea of what it is to be rooted and planted to flourish. And my mom even took uh, this commitment over this year. We have this beautiful ministry called the Pastoral Support Team. And you've seen them a lot of times after service, they'll come forward and they're available for prayer. They're also in, in the, the, the community uh, doing hospital visitations. And some of them, after their year commitment, get commissioned to do weddings and memorial services. And they're, they're leading. Of our church, they're incredible people. They take a year commitment. My mom said, as soon as she got here, didn't know a whole lot. She said, I want to do that. That's what I want to do with my life. I want to be rude. I want to be established. I want to be planted. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they're flourishing. They're, they're blessed. They're, they're growing. They're connected. They're engaged in relationships. They're making a difference. They're fulfilled. Their lives start to look like Jesus. How about that? Their decisions start to look like Jesus. Because they're flourishing. Unfortunately, if I took just a a sample in in this room, maybe those that are watching online, if I just got a a group of us and said, Hey, how are you doing? How's your heart? Are you flourishing? I bet you if, if we took a portion, there'd be a few of us, unfortunately, that would say, Honestly, no, I'm spiritually dry. I'm emotionally broken in, in, in my, my spirit right now. I'm, I'm mentally wrecked with, with just the worries of the world and anxiety and depression is just on me. Uh, I, I'm not living a life that, that looks like Jesus. My decisions aren't looking like Jesus. In, in fact, I'm just sort of grabbing at whatever things come at me that give me attention, whatever bottle I can grab, or drug I can get high off of, or whatever money I can I can go quickly make, whatever relationship gives me attention. Oh, he, he liked my photo, let's, let's go. He didn't like your photo, he didn't even like you. He just like, no, I'm just grabbing at whatever whatever I, I can see. I'm spiritually empty. I still go to church, but I'm not flourishing. There's a difference. I go to church. But I'm not planted. And here's what we need to recognize. And if you're taking notes, I'm just going to give you a couple things to write down. Here's the first thing I want you to write down: and it's that your life and my life is a seed. Your life is a seed. Your life and my life in a seed. And here's why that's important to understand and important to know: because a seed has exponential potential to grow. And to thrive and to be fruitful and to be a blessing to others. But in the same way, a seed that's not planted has the same potential to be dormant. To be unfruitful. To be unsatisfying. To be unproductive. Your life and my life is a seed. But a seed that's not planted won't flourish. A seed can only grow... If it's planted. And Jesus told this profound story called a parable uh, in the scriptures. And I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 4. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, second gospel in the New Testament. Jesus tells an incredible story. A parable is just a, a short story with a big meaning, a big, a big meaning. And in Mark chapter 4, we read about this starting in verse 3. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came up and ate it up. Well, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. In verse 6, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. And they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plant. So they didn't have any grain, or any, 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 they didn't bear any grain. And in verse 8, still... Other seed fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. soil. It came up. It grew. It produced a crop. Some multiplying. 30, 60, some 100 times over. Good soil. Here's the point of the story. Jesus is describing four different types of people. And he says, you, you and I, we're a seed. And some of us are like a seed that's sown into the path. So you have potential, but then you never really go anywhere. You never really do anything with that potential. But then there's other people that are like a seed that are sown into rocky places. There's a little bit of soil. You start to grow, but then something happens in life, and you fade away real quickly. And so there's, a, there's another group where other of us are like a seed that's sown into thorns. There's some soil. There, there's some growth. There's some fruitfulness. There, there's life. You start to get into the word and, and in the scriptures, but then. The scripture says the the thorns, it chokes it out and takes away the life of the seed. When we fast forward in the scripture, we, we, we understand from Jesus, he says, the thorns are like the worries of life. The thorns are like the marriage issues that, that come on us, and, and all of a sudden the money's not coming like it used to, and, and now there, there's more mouths to feed, and then the, the car's breaking down, and my boss is angry, and she's just getting on my nerves, and this guy, it's always about him, and, and just back and forth, and, and, and the, the things of life choke out the potential of the seed. And then Jesus says, but wait, there's, there's another type of person. They're like a seed that is sown into good soil. And this seed grows, it takes root, it's planted, then it multiplies some 30, 60, even some 100 times over. Rock Church, look up here. This is what we're after this year. This is going to be a year of growth and discipleship. This is what we are after. We want to see people becoming like seeds sown into good soil. And as they're sown, they are sown, they start to grow and they start to multiply. They start to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples and change the world. This is what we are after. And who is it that flourishes? Those that are planted in the house of the Lord. Here's the second thing I want you to write down if you are taking notes. It's important that we recognize this. Is that Going to church is not the same as being planted. I'll say it again. Going to church is not the same thing as being planted. Um, There's even difference in 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 the language. You know, going to church. Everybody say go to church. In in a couple of weeks, some of us are going to have to make some decisions about going to church. And. And here's the deal. A couple years ago, the San Diego Chargers—they they moved away—and then all of a sudden, started playing good. And, and you know, everybody's coming out and you know, <laughs> dusting off their jerseys. You're like, I kind of do like this jersey. This does feel pretty good, you know. And you're like, ah, okay, Rivers, I'll give them a shot again. And, and everybody's back in. And so in a couple of weeks, it's going to be like, hey, <laughs> hey, babe, here's <laughs> here's the deal. Remember that nacho maker you got me for Christmas? I've been waiting to try that thing out. And the game's on at ten. What do you think? Should we go to church? Should we watch the game? And I'm not trying to put anybody on blast right now, but this is like the conversation. Like going, going, going to church, it's, it's almost like saying, Should we go out to eat? Should we go out to eat? Now we already went. Okay. Uh, should we go to the movie? Now we went last week. Okay, no big deal. Should we go to the mall? I don't feel like going. It's like, Hey, should we go to church? Here's the deal. When you're planted, you don't even ask that question. You, you don't even ask that question because ch- church isn't some place to go, uh, church is just who we are. The church is not a place to attend. The church is just something you become. Stiff, you don't even ask that question. There's the difference between being planted and going to church. Uh, Married people. Any married people here today? Any married people watching online? We got some married people. Shout out to Pastor Darren, our marriage pastor over here. He was over there, he's in the house. Married people, husbands. Imagine if you and I, and we went up to our wives, and today, after the service, we said, hey, hey, babe, what do you think? Should I tell you you're beautiful today? And she just went, nah, I'm good. You told me last week. He's <laughs> like, heck no, no. Give me, some, give me some feedback. Give me some, give me some compliments. Compliment me. How's my hair look? how, you know, how does my hair? I just spent a lot of time doing this to look good for you. You didn't even notice me when I walked in today. Didn't I say something about your hair? You didn't say nothing about my hair today. You went up to your wife and you said, honey, what? Did I tell you? Did I give you a compliment? Should I give you a compliment today? Not it's good. You gave me one last Sunday. Give me one next week. No. Matter of fact, this week was a was a tough week, man. After Christmas, I got the, the stomach flu. I was down down for the count for a couple days. I was not helpful in my household, and I got two little kids, a three year old and a one year old. and, and my, my daughter has an ear infection right now, and my son he's just kind of just kind of grumpy, and he wakes up all cute and stuff, but he's grumpy at night and and my, my wife, uh, last night, she got up in the middle of the night and took my son and was on the couch this morning. I left at 5.30 in the morning to come here. And my wife, the hair was just kind of over her face. and it just, But she never looked more beautiful in my lifetime, man. And I just want to just say right now that, baby, I love you so much. And I appreciate you. And I think you're an amazing woman. And you've never been more beautiful than right now. That's just what you do. All the husbands are just like, I got some compliments today. I got I to... Give my girl. I hate that when the pastor gets up here and tells a story about their family and she's, you never compliment me about nothing. I just, (laughs) feeling all bad. Don't don't be mean to him. He's nice. He's nice. But when you're planted, I think I hear my son up in the top row, (laughs) super distracted. When you're planted, you don't just go to church. It's who you are. It's what you do. And and here's here's a couple examples, and maybe you can figure out what type of person you are. And this is a person that, that goes to church. They they attend service occasionally. They, they, they like when their favorite singer is singing worship songs and their favorite song comes on. Oh, is that Good Good Father? What? That's my jam, right? That's my song. Man, yes. Other songs, not so much. But Good Good Father comes on. It's all good. They meet Jesus. They've given their life to Jesus. Not really connected in relationships. Not, not really in an R group, in a D group. They haven't gone to Rock School of Ministry. They're not a part of the, the pastoral support team. They don't really pray for, for people. Um, they're just kind of not connected. And, and this goes on for, for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, you start to attend less and less. And then, fast forward two years later, I find you in the gym and I'm praying for you. I just go to church. Here's a person that's planted. They attend service with friends or maybe with family depending on what season of life they're in. They're engaging in worship. You may not know all the songs, but you acknowledge that as I'm being poured into and and healed by God's presence, I'm also learning to worship and engage and I'm expressing myself because it's about him and it's not as much as about me. It's about Jesus. And so now you're learning to worship and then you, you give your life to Jesus. And then you make relationships and you find yourself in an R group. Or and maybe this year you're thinking, I'm going to get in a D group. This is the year I do it. I'm, I'm going to grow deeper. And... Then now you're now you're serving and you begin praying for other people and using your life to bless others. Then you go to life class and you find out that God has in fact given you a purpose. He's given you a plan for your life to make an impact in the world. You discover that and you think, "Man, this is so so incredible." And then 2 years of this goes on. And we fast forward and then life hits because it does and nobody's perfect and nothing is perfect. But this time when life hits you, you're not wavering. You're not crushed. You're not down without hope because you're planted. You have a place to go, a place to have roots. Go, to Mark, go with me to Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. And again, he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? In verse 31, it is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed on earth. Yet when, what? Planted, it grows. And it becomes the largest of all the garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. See, I like this, this, this verse because I imagine there's a few of us here today that are thinking about their life as insignificant. As maybe the, 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 the smallest seed. Does my life have any meaning or or, or purpose? And the scripture says, well, even the smallest seed, when planted, it grows and can become like the largest of all the garden plants. When I was in uh, just a young person attending youth ministry growing up in church, we used to take these trips to the Sequoia National Forest. Anybody been to the Sequoia National Forest? Been Seen Sequoia uh, redwood trees. They are impressive. They are huge. They can grow up to 30 stories tall. They can get to be three stories wide. You can drive a car through them. I have done it. It is impressive. They are amazing things to look at. They can uh, weigh up to 2 million pounds. Incredible, incredible trees. And eventually grow to be something that maybe a few of us ever believe believed is possible. But what I love about the sequoia trees, these giant redwoods, is about the root system. See, the root system... Grows only about 10 or 12 feet deep, but then extends about 150 feet out. Some people said that they can reach up to about an acre around. And as the roots grow and extend, one tree grows and gets strong. And as the roots connect, they they all begin to intertwine and connect with one another. Then relationship. And one tree gets strong as it strengthens another. As it strengthens another, it gets strong in return. And this process goes back and forth and back and forth. And this is what God has designed the body of Christ to be like. To take people who are seeds with faith to plant them in the house of the Lord that they may flourish and grow and multiply and go on to bear fruit and make disciples who make disciples who make disciples, strengthening one another. Can I get an amen from somebody? This is good news for us. This year is going to be a great year of growth for somebody here. And your life is a seed. But in order to grow, you must first be planted. And I want that for you. Uh, I, I'm going to welcome the, the worship team up here and I want to close with this uh, story. When uh, I first got to San Diego in 2004, I was looking for a place to be planted. I was looking for a church. I knew that was important to me. I knew I wanted to build relationships. Knew that I wanted to get connected. Eventually a friend of mine, uh, we, we came and found The Rock Church. And I was uh, 20 or something, 21 years old. I'm going to be 35 in a couple months. And we were looking to get plugged in, found the college young adult ministry, started attending, and our our first attempt to go, we actually got turned away. I think one of the volunteers there was trying to be polite about the people in the room. We got turned away. And I thought that would be discouraging, but really, I just knew. I, I just knew that I knew that I had to be planted somewhere. And so we went back and we eventually got plugged into this college young adult ministry. And we would, we would hand out bulletins and we would just kind of be around and, and uh, we'd open up doors for people. And, and I was given opportunities to lead. It's where I actually uh, met my very first men's group. We didn't call them our groups back then, but we, we had a group of guys. We actually named it. Uh, we, we, it was an acronym SWAT, Spiritual Warriors Against Temptations, made t shirts. That's pretty cheesy. Maybe that's where my mom gets it. I don't know. But we were, we, were, we were connected. And man, we, I, I was encouraging them. And they were encouraging me. And we were discipling each other. And we had someone pouring into our life. And it was awesome, man. I was, just, I was finding myself flourishing because I got planted. And then uh, one day as I was on my way to the college young adult ministry, this beautiful young girl was walking up with her Bible. And I was like, boop, 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 boop. How you doing, girl? What's happening? <laughs> What's your name? What's your number? And she's like, Vanessa, that's my wife. We go on a date for several years and get married. While we were dating, we went through ministry together and served together, gave our time, invested ourselves. Came along this beautiful ministry called the Pastoral Support Team. I was a part of that for a while. Started studying how to become a pastor because God was showing me that He had activated gifts in me. God had given me gifts. Not for me, but for the, the glory of the kingdom to be used to edify and build up the church. God had put that in me as a seed, because that's what my life's all about. I was working with Pastor Ricky for many years and leading the college ministry. He invited me to go help him with uh, East County. We launched that campus after about a year of that and being faithful to God's plan. I got invited to go start Rock Church San Isidro. Started as a group of prayer prayer group of about five people and grew to a weekly gathering of over 1,000 people every single week by the glory of God. God has been faithful. I'm not telling you to say, hey, look, look at all the things I've done. I'm telling you so you can know how good and faithful God is. God is faithful and if you allow him to use you, he'll use you. And now by his grace, this is the next season of my life and I couldn't be more jacked up, excited about being here with all of you. But here's how it started, that growth. By being planted. And I made a decision. And a lot of a lot of you are gonna make a resolution this year. A resolution is a decision to do or not do something. Make a decision this year to be planted. I want that for you. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna close our time together. The worship team is getting ready. They're gonna lead us in a song. And this isn't a time to rush out. I know you got stuff to do today. This is a time to stick around. Don't check out, check in. And we're gonna respond in worship. But there's baskets all around the stage, there's baskets behind in our sanctuary. We have team members with hospitality, they're holding baskets with seeds. Because your life is a seed. And I want you to come and respond in worship and take a seed and let it represent for you that this year will be the year that I grow. This will be the year that I no longer float. This will be the year that I get planted and rooted so that I will be fruitful with my life. That God will do what only God can do if I will do what I can do. should be obedient today. Make a decision. And say, Lord, I'm going to get planted. I'm going to grow this year. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to be discipled. I'm going to disciple other people for the glory of your kingdom, Jesus. There's a special invitation though for a few because some of you already have God's Word that fell on good soil and you're mature and you're planted here today. We're looking for about 100 people this year to commit to that one thing I mentioned earlier, our pastoral support team. Because those are some individuals that are going to take on a lot of the work of the ministry. They're going to support a lot of us in our growth for discipleship. They're going to be sent out into hospitals. They're going to be activated in their gifts and given responsibility. They're going to pray for people at the front of the stage. And we're looking to raise people up. And So after the service, if you feel like that's you with your seed, I want you to just go outside, look in the lobby. We have pastors there. They'll wave you down say, I'm looking for... That thing, that PST, Pastoral Support Team. That's how you'll remember it. And say, I don't know what it's about, but I do feel like God wants to use me to help people get planted in my life and their life this year. So let's all stand up together. Let's all stand up. If you're online right now, I want you to let your campus pastor know if you're making the decision today to get planted. I want you just to type, type the word planted. Say, I'm in. This is the year, I'm growing this year. And it may not be for everybody here, but it's for a lot of us. You're saying today is the day I'm not going back. I'm not floating. I'm not kind of in and out. There's a difference between going to church. I know it. Today is the day I get planted. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we honor you today with all that we have. All that we have is yours. Would you take our life as a seed for the kingdom. For the sake of the glory of Jesus, for the gospel, may it advance all across the county and all across the world. Would you use us to do what only you can do, God. We trust you with our hearts. We trust you with our lives. We magnify you. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, the whole family said, amen.